So hi everyone, my name is Hilary. Welcome to the Professional Women's Network Barcelona podcast. For anyone who doesn't know us, PWM Barcelona is the go-to organisation here in Barcelona for diverse and gender-balanced leadership across the corporate and startup worlds. To learn more about us, our events and campaigns, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter or LinkedIn, or you can visit our website at www.pwnbarcelona.net. So I'm here today with Ulrika Fuchs, and we're going to be talking about initiatives, um, particularly diversity and inclusion initiatives, and really exploring with Ulrika how different initiatives can really contribute to the diversity agenda within different businesses. Um, now, Ulrika is a highly experienced localization expert. She leads the internal localization team at Vistaprint here in Barcelona, and she was one of our guest panelists at our recent PWN Barcelona event, where, along with Michelle from Typeform and Cindy from ADP, we were looking um, with the panel at the same thing, about how initiatives can really help shape a diversity agenda. So, Ulrika, thank you so much for following up with me, for giving us some more time today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, first of all, why don't you just take a few minutes, introduce yourself um, to our audience, um, and why don't we also explain straight off what localization is so that everybody understands a bit of your context and your background. Right. So thank you so much for having me, Hilary. I absolutely love how Bar Barcelona has so many groups driving the diversity agenda. It's, it's actually very, it's awesome. <laughs> um, so as you mentioned, I lead the internal localization team here at Vistaprint. And I've been with the company for over 10 years now. Wow. Uh, so quite some time. Uh -huh. uh, and when I say localization, what do I mean? Well, uh, I mean the translation and the adaptation of content. Uh, in our case, it would be our website uh, and uh, really any uh, marketing uh, that we uh, that we communicate with our, our customers. So any sort of content that our customers would see to make sure that, you know, it's not only in our customers' language, but it's also relevant to them culturally. Yeah, so yeah, that's what yeah, we do. yeah. Because we were talking about this, weren't we, at the, at the Typeform event? And, you know, I, I work in marketing and it's so interesting you know, you go into this thinking that a lot of what you do is just a, you know, Google Translate back translation, and it's not. It's so much more, isn't it? And it, and as you say, you want to create content that isn't just factually correct, but actually creates connections. You know, genuine kind of relationship building stuff. Exactly. So yeah, no, I yeah. I really get what you do. It's yeah. fantastic. Good. Now, tell us a bit about. Um, why and how you got involved in diversity. So before we get into initiatives, I'm, I'm really interested in your own perspective, your own experience mm -hmm. of what is it about diversity that, that kind of, I don't know, gets you going? You know, what, what yeah. is it that, that you're interested and inspired by? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think for me, it really started when I had been in the localization industry for a few years already. Um, so first of all, I saw, you know, at university, most of my classmates were women and there are so many female translators as well as project managers. So it's really uh, what I thought was a very, if you will, female industry. Mm -hmm. And then I started going to conferences as I, you know, as I um, had been in the industry for a few years. And I saw that so many of the speakers, as well as the participants, were they were men. Mm. Uh, so I started asking myself why, you know, it didn't really match. Yeah. So what yeah. I saw at, at these conferences, it didn't really match what I what I had seen at university or what I saw in my day to day. 
Um, and I, I guess I started asking me myself why so many of the senior leaders, uh, as well as these thought leaders, mm, if you will, mm, mm. why they were all men. Um, so I think it was really gender diversity then that, uh, that I started thinking about and that I was concerned about. Um, and then, then I heard that somebody here in Barcelona uh, was starting uh, the Catalan chapter of women in localization. Mm -hmm. So that's a global community. And I think we'll talk more yeah, about yeah, that in a yeah. bit. Um, and so I went to the first event or meetup and there were five of us there, I think. So a very small group. Um, and first I just uh, started going to those meetups, just participating in the events. It was again, like very small in the beginning. Uh, this, I don't know if this is maybe five years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got to know the organizers and at one point uh, they asked if I would, would join them as, a, as an assistant chapter manager. And I guess I couldn't say no. <laughs> and so here you are now doing yeah, that. Yeah. So that's yeah. obviously something that sits outside of Vistaprint, isn't yes, it? That's it kind is, of an entirely volunteer role yes, separate to Vistaprint. Okay. Mm -hmm. So why don't you, let's, let's lead on and talk about more about that initiative. So you know, let's try and capture for our audience a few of the kind of kind of factual sides of it. Mm -hmm. So a bit about kind of what are the what is the initiative, what are your objectives, what are you trying to achieve? Um, let's start there and then let's talk a bit about yep. measurement and, and kind of impact. Yeah. So Women in Localization is a, a non-profit organization. Uh, it was founded back in 2008 uh, by a woman called Anna Schlegel. She's actually from here. Uh, uh -huh. So I think that's also why we, at some point, we started the Catalonia chapter, yeah. not the, the Spanish chapter. Um, and our mission is to foster a global community for the advancement of women and the localization industry. And we do that through networking, through education, uh, through mentoring uh, and other initiatives. Um, and by now we actually have 22 chapters wow. in 15 countries around the world. Uh, and actually the, the few years that I've been involved, I've, I've seen it grow quite uh, quite a bit. Um, we've, we've, I think we still have interest from, uh, from more areas around the world to start new chapters, mm -hmm. but we, we can hardly support it uh, because it's, it's growing so much. So by now we have over 5,000 members. Um, and how it works is that each of these chapters then organize more or less one event each quarter. Okay. And they do that locally. Um, and then we try to be present as well as glo at global uh, conferences to raise awareness about what we do. Um, and I guess I can also mention that how it's all connected. So we do these events locally, right? Yeah. But then the, uh, mm, the uh, chapter managers connect with each other and there's a regional manager as well so on a regular basis they connect to to share learnings and best practices etc so that we make sure that we leverage that across uh, across the world and in terms just to give an example mm -hmm. one of you know one of your recent events or one of the events from 2019 what kind of event would that be so the quarterly event here in barcelona mm -hmm. what type of experience or content would you put together for right. that 
Um, so the last one we did, uh, we actually spoke about user experience and localization. Okay. Um, we had a panel. Um, I think we had five women actually on that panel, four or five, uh, really experts in the area of uh, um, uh, UX design and UX writing. So what was interesting about that event, sometimes we, we are very much focused on localization, but in, in that case, we actually had uh, a big group of people from the UX community yeah, joining as yeah. well. So, um, so that one was a huge success. We had... 120 people signed wow. up. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. And and to be, out of interest, do people pay for the events? No, or it's so all it's free. all free. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. So how are you funded as an organization then? Or is it purely kind of volunteer time, volunteer speakers, volunteer kind of everything? It's definitely volunteer time and volunteer speakers. Um, we do try to find sponsors. Um, you know, in the end, it's not a lot of money we need. Uh, Usually we talk. It's about uh, drinks, snacks, yeah. uh, and then the the biggest piece, of course, is uh, where to, uh, to host. Uh, yeah, where to host the yeah. event. So the venue is is a big piece of that. So in terms of success and impact, because this was something that we talked about quite a lot in the, in the mm -hmm. session we had a couple of weeks ago at, at Typeform. Because I think that's one of the things for initiatives, isn't it? You know, you, you can volunteer and get involved in something that you really believe in. But one of the things we talked about was, you know, in any business or in any organisation, whether it's a business or, or non-profit, you know, you've always got lots of different things you're trying to make happen. So, you know, a diversity, a gender balance initiative is always going to be competing with other initiatives for funding, for resource, for headspace, you know, yeah. for, and, and for heart space, you know, for emotion. So how, how do you guys measure success? How do you measure your impact? How do you know if what you're doing is, is making a difference? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, th th there are some hard facts that we have. So we have uh -huh. the number of members. Uh, so you can actually become a member of our organization. Yeah. So we, we know that. Uh, we also measure our followers on social media, uh, number of events that we host, um, per location and per year, uh, and how many participants we have through uh, well at all of those events. Um, but I think what we also hope to do is to provide opportunities for women to present and to talk at these local events, and then the objective is to really empower them to continue to go out there and do that. So I guess for me, the real impact is also to see that when I go to the next conference, you know, this this gender balance, yeah. that it is, is starting to change. So I guess, you know, it's not it's less tangible, but uh, for me, that's that's certainly where I can, or I would like to see the impact yeah. as well. Are you seeing that any impact yet? Do you see any shift in that balance? What I definitely see is that we've built a really strong community. So uh, not only here in Barcelona, but we have that connection with the other yeah. chapters as well. So since we try to be present at the conferences, we get together there, we try to uh, connect with the different chapters. And, uh, and I think that I definitely see that there, there is this strong community and support. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now let's, let's bring it back into Vistaprint, bring, you know, bring it back into an, an organizational context, because 
you know, we've been very lucky at PWM. We've hosted some events here at Vista Print. Um, Vista Print are going to have really strong supporters of what we're trying to do. And I know that Vista Print have a lot of different initiatives here, you know, so going back to that question of kind of competing to a degree for, mm-hmm. you know, for space and resource and, and kind of time. Um, what role do you see? You know, you've been here at Vista Print for 10 years. Yeah. What kind of impact do you see initiatives having within businesses, you know, and what, what can, capability do you think they have to bring about change do you think they are making a difference or do you feel like they're more kind of feel good things if that if if that's not being too too challenging well I think I think they can be both yeah so it's definitely um uh, an aspect of feel good uh but I do think they can have an impact as well um and where I think they can make a difference is really that they can make it more relevant for each employee. So there's mm. there's likely, you know, we still need uh, the company's leadership team to drive certain things and I guess, you know, put money behind it as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we, you know, we can't do without that. Um, but the real benefit of these initiatives is that it's coming bottom up instead of top down right um and i think that really helps to drive that sort of cultural change because it's coming from the people yeah so the level of engagement so kind of on the one hand as you say you know you've got leadership and policies but then initiatives can really tap into you know and and generate personal engagement i think so and I mean, uh, on the one hand, you have the opportunity to really make a difference by, by joining these mm. initiatives, right? So you can actually um, drive that change yourself. But I think what we've also seen is that uh, the level of engagement is much higher through these uh, initiatives. Just, you know, if we think about how many people sign up for certain things, well, it's, we really have uh, a lot of en- attendees for, for the events that we organize. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's uh, really incredible. So engagement's a real biggie. Yeah, yeah, it is. What about um, kind of key success factors? You know, what, what do you think kind of makes or breaks the success of, of some of these initiatives? Yeah. I think the first one is passion. Mm. Um, so, you know, people who, who volunteer their time, they need to really be passionate about uh, the topic, whatever it is, yeah. if it's uh, if the agenda is, that is diversity or, or something else. But if you're not passionate about it, then it's likely to become a much lower priority for you. Yeah. Because in the end, you, you still have your day job, so, mm-hmm. so to say, mm-hmm. right? So you need to... You need that extra push to 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 be able to make time for these yeah. things as well. So I think passion is is definitely right up there. Um, I think company support as well. So even if it's not monetary, um, then at the very least, um, seeing that the company allows or promotes the existence of this these initiatives, mm. um, so that you know employees see that there is support behind this it's not just uh, a group doing something because they they feel like it. yeah yeah yeah. so i think that one is um it's important and then maybe more on like how you work together i think there's it's also important since you are volunteers um and you have your again you have your day job uh, so it's important that you agree on how to work together so what are the norms or uh, what can you expect from each other mm-hmm. 
because I think otherwise it's uh, what can easily happen is that some people take more of a back seat or some people become the drivers and 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 get burned out very quickly yeah. so I think those are some of the things that you can see otherwise um, and what about watch out so either from what you've seen here in Vistaprint or or your experience you know also in, in the women in localization thinking about potentially there being you know people in the audience listening now who might be thinking about getting involved in an initiative either inside or outside their organization what would be some watch outs that, that you could share from your experience well I th things to think about yeah well besides the, you know about how you work together I would also say that you know how no matter how passionate you are there's only so long you can really maintain that passion and turn it into action mm. so what i've seen is that you know you need to sort of find some fresh blood if yeah. i may yeah. to yeah. to to keep those initiatives going so i think maybe to set yourself some some realistic expectations that you're going to be doing this for a couple of years mm. and then uh, you know f find new people to come in and, and drive that initiative so i think for me that's that's uh, the biggest watch out you know make sure that that you have that turnover within the initiative yeah keeping well. it fresh yes i hadn't thought of that but i think it's that's a really good point actually because mm. <laughs> you're right you know for most people they're doing this alongside a multitude of other commitments mm. um, and however passionate you are you know it isn't always easy to turn that into action and impact yeah so yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's a really good point yeah. really good point um a couple more questions before we wrap up um one you've kind of touched on but i want to i'm just interested in your opinion and, and in fact i often ask this in, in the podcast thinking about this the kind of the journey that we're on so you mm. talked about going to conferences and realizing how male dominated they were particularly at that speaker thought leadership kind of level um and wanting to see that change that's one example but overall on that journey towards more diverse more gender balanced leadership how, how do you feel we're doing where, where do you feel like we are on that journey well so for on the positive side i would say being from sweden i like to look to my neighbor country mm -hmm. which is finland uh, who now has a young female prime minister and mm. um, a government with I would say more gender and age diversity than I've seen in any other government yeah. really so I think that's really inspirational and um, you know it, it gives me hope yeah yeah I would say um, I th on the other hand I think there's still so much more to do uh, and I guess you know not only talking about gender diversity but beyond that diversity as a whole mm. um and i guess like the biggest risk i see is that we get overconfident or or thinking that it is enough that we are done right um or that things will have to take their time so for for me i think we are far from done um and I, for one, for one, don't want to wait to, until the mm. next generation mm. to, to see that real change come. So that's, that would be my take on it. And, and what does, I love what you just said, what, what does real change look like for you? So we go back to that idea about what does success look like? Mm. How, how, what, would, what would make you feel like, wow, we've, we've really made a step change here? Oh, that's a good question. I would love to see more examples like Finland, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, to feel like that's not the exception. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. I, I guess. I guess I would love to to not be wowed by yes. that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, cool, yeah. really good. And one last one, Ulrika, that I'm, and I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't throw this into you before as, as prep, but I'm interested. You know, you've put a lot of volunteer time into the, the Women in Localisation chapter. Um, you know, obviously as PWM, we're also a volunteer-led organisation. What, what do you get from being a volunteer? What, what are you getting from that experience? Oh, so much. <laughs> yeah? Um, I mean, on the one hand, as I mentioned before, there's really this strong network. Yeah. Um, so it really has... Uh, it has allowed me to learn so much from others. Yeah. Uh, and see that different perspective. Because, of course, here at Vistaprint, I'm alone in my role. I, ha I do have a team, but, uh, but we're all very mo much focused on what we do here at yeah. Vistaprint. So, yeah. of course, I... I I get that uh, different perspective to things, um, but also that support network, of mm. course. So, um, what uh, what we do offer again is, you know, the opportunity to present to to speak at these events, and often what we do is that. The people within the chapter organizing these events, we also host the sessions, and you know, so you, you sort of build that uh, experience, and then you can you can take it further. So I think for me, it's definitely allowed me to do that as well, to to dare to go beyond that. So you know, starting at the local level, but then global yeah. as well. So now I have been uh, a presenter at many of those uh, global conferences. So I think you know it's really allowed me to uh, to grow my career in that sense and to contribute to more diversity yes. at the conferences. Yes, oh, that's great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you your time, your insight, your experience. Um, so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed that podcast from here at PWM Barcelona. Don't miss our upcoming events and programs. Follow us on social media, or again, you can visit us at pwnbarcelona.net. Thanks so much for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>